listening to the Why Are You Interview podcast episode, I don't know, 11? Hi, kitty cats. I am Amethyst Herrick, your hostess for Why Are You, an interview podcast about identity. In our last episode, we heard about starting your life over in order to continue being who you already were. In this show, we meet a very genuine and caring woman who will force you to let go of a hug first. I'm serious, don't test her. This content is brought to you by subscribers of my Substack publication. If you already subscribe, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you would like to support shows like this one, as well as everything that I write, please consider subscribing using the links you'll find in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview with Michelle. And joining me today on the program, I have Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for agreeing to come and talk to me about Why Are You? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Not as excited as I am. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I've had a lot of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. That should make these nonsensical questions even crazier to answer. So... All right. Are you ready for for the first one? I, I, yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I talk about identity a lot. And, and I just recently came, uh, had, a, had a great conversation with somebody about identity being the stories that we tell ourselves. And so I was curious. Well, here's question number one. If you were going to be a story in a character, I mean, you can pull something from regular fiction. Or you can say, you know, if you're going to make a story just of Michelle... What would that story be? And what story would Michelle be a character? Ooh, that's a tough one. Wow. Now, goodness. Maybe I didn't have enough coffee. Uh, oh, <laughs> Give me a hit pause. No, we can, uh... no, no, no. What, you know, I'd want to be, I don't want to say the heroine, but I'd want to be the one who stands up for what's right. The same way that I'm in real life, I'd want to be that fictional character um, or real character. Uh, yeah, I, w- I want to be the one who not saves the day because I think that's the heroine part, but the one who isn't afraid to stand up, to speak, to put themselves out there, to say, this is what I believe in. That's who I would want to be the character of. That isn't being a heroine? Well, I don't want to save anybody. Um, (laughs) I don't see myself as saving someone by doing it. But, you know, like we were talking before, (laughs) that's that's my internal stuff. But I think saving people, I mean, that is, sorry, um, standing up for what's right is actually saving people. That's that's how, for what it's worth, that's how the transgender community is saved. Well, I appreciate that. I, I think that for me, I think of saving is like, you know, like a doctor. Like I have always in my previous career, I sold jet fuel to corporate flight departments. And I was like, I keep the rich in the air, saving them money. And I'm not saving lives. I I truly, I have said that so many times in my life of I'm not saving a life, even though there were flights where we had organs being transported. And in that sense, I was like, yeah, I'll get up at two in the morning and I will greet your aircraft and get you on your way to go save a life. But those are so far and few in between that I was like this career for, for almost 20 years, I felt like I wasn't doing anything 
that was saving a life, that was, you know, making any kind of a difference in the world. So I think that might be part of where it comes from. I see. Making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have a lot I could say around that, but I think this is your story, so I'm going (laughs) to... All right, so so now I've got now I have more no, more nonsensical type questions. If I were to to look at your aura, let's say that I'm I'm this mystical medium. What color would Michelle's aura be? Well, I would normally say it would be blue, but recently it feels like it needs to be brighter, like a red, a golden yellow. Um, and I say this because I've actually been branding my personal self and I'm trying I've always been blue like if you go in my house everything is blue there's different shades of blue in every single freaking room and even my agency it's the logo is a blue like I am I am just blue and I think blue is happy but I feel like suddenly I need some more red and some Mm -hmm. some brightness that really is like I'm here so a happy blue but now I'm I'm even my nails are red. <laughs> I see that, yeah. But blue is a calming color. I mean, there's, yeah. it's calming. It's it's uh, you know it's the color of of um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, people trusting you. It's it's a color of trustworthiness and calmness. Uh, but whereas red is a color of action. Well, there you go. See, you know about the aura stuff. I'm just telling you what I'm drawn to and how I'm feeling right now. So I like this. I think it's fun. It's not a, not auras, really, but just because uh, recently somebody said, oh, I would be colored purple. And I said, you're just saying that to make me feel better. And she goes, no, really, because, you know, purple is a color of such and such. And, and I, you know, I played off of it saying, you know, there are winds in in uh, this will sound like a total non sequitur. And it is anyway, because this is how I talk. But there are there are winds in like pagan uh, tradition each of the winds has a color. I forget what color red is. So now I'm going to look like a chump for saying that. But, the, you know, there were colors of the colors of the wind. And so when she said purple, I said, well, that right, that means these. And she goes, oh, wow. Yeah, that totally uh, makes sense. And I went, well, dang. OK, so you weren't just saying purple <laughs> to make me feel better. Anyway, getting back to you, which is probably important. Red is a color of action. I mean, it's I would take the guess it was a, it was the color of the east wind, if I were going to say that, a color, a color of beginnings and a color of, you know, initiation. But I mean, think of everything that's red. You know, when you when you put red on your fingernails, you know, how does that make you feel? Yeah, I'm like bold. Like here I am. It's not, you know, I'm in the shadows type of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Fingers, nails, toes, all of it. <laughs> Do you know what I want to see though, Michelle? Can you get like some really amazing red lipstick? I should. I um, I, and I still have from the photo shoot yesterday. It's this. It's not. I don't even know what it's called because it's rubbed off. Um, <laughs> no, it's like a a glossy, <laughs> not red. I think if you got a good bright red lipstick, you could start going with like a uh, like a Taylor Swift kind of look. Oh, yes. You see. I think it could be fun. My that daughter would love ball. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. There you go. All right. So that was so that was sight color, right? So now now I've got I I'm I'm trying to go through like 
senses. Okay. I'm trying to think about how I would sense Michelle. So if there, if there were, I'm trying to figure out how to word this question. The way I wrote it down was, what do you wish you smelled of? And I, oh. the, which is kind of a creepy one, right? You're like, well, I don't like brownies. I don't know. What are you looking for here? But you know what? I'm going to leave it. What do you wish you smelled of? You know, um, this, this is another one of those, I am kind of switching things because like, I love, I think it depends on the time of year because mm. if it's, if we're talking winterish, then I would love to smell like vanilla kind of, you know, something warm, something nutty, pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. like all of the, you want to curl up in a fire coziness. But then right now, and this is funny that you're mentioning this because yesterday I had this photo shoot and I bought a dozen roses and then I oh. opened a candle that was gifted to me that I'm like, holy shit. Can I test? Sorry. Of um, course. I'm like, holy shit, this smells so good. I'm never leaving my office. And it's <laughs> like a floral, like it smells so divine. It's cotton and water lily. Oh, okay. So I would water like to lily. smell cool. like cotton water lily roses. Oh my gosh. Are your roses red? No, they are. Well, they're red with orange. They're like fire roses. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. I mean, I think that's fun. Oh yeah. I think that's fun. Do, do you know vanilla, an interesting little tidbit, I, I found, I, I learned this that because I didn't really believe it. Let me try this again. Vanilla is is a, a scent that is apparently highly erotic yeah. for men. It's one of the most erotic scents to men. I there you go, <laughs> right? So, to, well, and I'm curious because it's a warm curl up by the fire scent is how you put it. Yeah, you know, you curl it by the fire and then you're there maybe 20 minutes and then you're like, well, let's just. <laughs> Can we take this elsewhere kind of thing? Or just leave it by the fireplace. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If you've got a nice bearskin rug, let the moment take you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to (laughs) cry. So vanilla. But I I, I like that. I like that. And you didn't say lavender, which, you know. I'm sorry. This is about me. No, No, I'm just kidding. No, well, it's no, but see, <laughs> thank you for putting that back on me. But lavender is very calming. And oh. I wondered if you would go, well, everything's blue, lavender. You know, you put lavender on, people go, oh. you yeah. don't put lavender. If you're going to go by, to the bearskin run, rug by the fire, you're not putting on lavender. Because if you do, you go, hey, this is really nice by the fire. Jim, are you awake? Jim? <laughs> Jim? I'll go get a book. You know, you don't want that when you sit by the fire. <laughs> so you wouldn't use lavender. <clears throat> Sorry, these are really my questions. <laughs> I love this fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You are, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm telling everybody, you are a podcaster. Mm-hmm. You are the podcast matchmaker, in fact. And so you you run your own podcast, interviewing lots of people. So you must actually have to listen to your the sound of your own voice. Because, um, I mean, you're listening to it back to edit. Oh, you oh no, have I have an editor. Edit? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't listen. Um, I can probably count on one hand how many episodes I've actually listened to of my own. And 181 came out today. So 
No, okay. no. I, I I listened to the trailer part, like. <laughs> sure. So I had no idea you were such a Miss Fancy Pants. Not a Fancy Pants. No, I don't like editing. I, I just, I have, I'm, it was like the one thing that I was like, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to learn it. Hand it off. And literally okay. that was the only thing in five years that I handed off, like didn't even care. But no, I okay. don't like listening to myself. Like, mm, sure. I'm not one of those people. I don't. Oh, that's a good point. There are people who are. I'm certainly not one of them, but I get that. Because what I was going to ask you, so because we've gone through now sight and smell. I'm. What is? What does your voice sound like? <laughs> well, if you listen to my show, it sounds very different than I get. Apparently, what I sound like in real life, according to my family, they're like, "Oh, you have a podcast voice." Um, yes. I, I don't but change it. It just. I, I guess it just happens. Um, mm-hmm. Soothing, calm, kind of deep, sexy, you know. <laughs> the kind of thing that reminds you of vanilla and bare skin rugs, maybe. <laughs> yes. And fire red roses. <laughs> fire red roses. <laughs> sitting right by the fire as you're sitting there on your bare skin rug. With my cotton water lily candle lit. <laughs> So do you, but you don't shoot for this. No, it's just, it's just my voice apparently, but like, it doesn't sound the same. Like if I'm leaving a voicemail or something, like if you listen to my voicemail, it's just, it's kind of blah, I think. But Mm. when I hit the mic, it's like, you're listening to, (laughs) I think that's great. Maybe I need to re-record my, my voicemail. Right. If you re-record it with a good microphone, absolutely. Oh, yeah. See, that's the thing. Cause the th- it, so you can get up close on it. <laughs> Hello, you've reached the voicemail of Michelle. I can't come to the if, phone right now, but leave me a good message and maybe I'll call you back. <laughs> I can't come to the phone because I'm currently sitting on my bearskin rug by the fire. Because it's December and Jim is awake. I don't know who Jim is. <laughs> I don't either. Jim is Jim is the guy. Anytime they've said guy, the guy is named Jim. All but right. That's, that's what you get. Yeah. So, so soothing, soothing and calm. Yeah. Is that something that's going to change though? Now that you've got red, now that you're going to no. wear red lipstick. No, the voice will always stay the same. Okay. What else about it then? So soothing and calm, but you've recorded 181 episodes. You said. Yeah. So, I mean, it must be dynamic. I guess so. <laughs> I haven't listened. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, reassuring. Oh, reassuring. Um, I think 181 episodes, confident. Because there's definitely a difference just in how I show up. And I'm sure that comes right. across in my voice from, you know, number one versus... 181 and so you know confident um my photographer said something yesterday she was like there's something about the way I present myself that allows people to just open up Mm -hmm. and so I don't know if that's what comes across in my voice my face you know or the words that I'm speaking but if that has to do with my voice then hopefully that too Something that causes people to open up. Yeah. 
I like that. Well, I mean, all of your, <clears throat> you said your branding was also blue. Mm -hmm. So, so now people are, are, they will open up, but they're going to open up and confess to you that really what they want to do is go back to the bearskin rug. No, no. <laughs> Eject Jim. No. no. Okay. Well, well, we still don't know who Jim is. So no. <laughs> Good point. I mean, what if it's, you know, what if Jim was really a great person? And <laughs> I don't know. But Jim, if you're out there, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you know, why not? So the sound of your voice, calm and soothing. Okay. All right. I am curious. <clears throat> so this is not a sense, but but this is, this is a, you know, you mentioned that you would want to be a in a character in a story, you would be somebody who always did the right thing. What do you think would be the best time and place for you to have lived? I think now's a good time. Um, why is, why is now good? Because I still think we have so much stuff that's fucked up that needs someone to stand up. And I, you know, looking back, I, I have a client who's compiled all of her journal entries for the past 30, 40 years into a book wow. and reading some of the stuff that was going on before I was born while I was a child. It's the same exact thing that's going on right now. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, now I think we have larger platforms just as individual people to be able to stand up versus, you know, going in front of your house and <laughs> telling the neighbor that this is what you stand for. Now you can tell thousands and millions of people on the Internet. So you, you can spread that word much faster. Right. What you stand for, though, I mean, 30 or 40 years in the course of human history, I mean, isn't that long? Because, no. I mean, you know, they, they say that humans, you know, that we achieved civilization, which, which they, which are mm. uh, anthropologists. <clears throat> I still don't think yeah, everyone would argue, is that civilized. <laughs> yeah. So, some, would, some would argue not even the last 30 years, but... Uh, anthropologists or archaeologists, I guess it's anthropologists, say they, they, they link civilization to like agriculture, sitting in one place and, and growing foods, you know, getting animals as opposed to hunting and gathering, being a more of a nomad. But boy, I had a point to that. Oh, sure. So, so like 40 years, you know, it's a very small part of, of 30,000. What why, why is, why is today, why would it be more important to give that message today than say 30,000 years ago to stand up for what's right? I think because we're actually being more open and honest about all of the differences and being more accepting and we're talking about it. Whereas 30,000 years ago that I know of, people weren't talking about all kinds of things that we are today, you know, whether it's sexuality, gender, uh, race, religion. There's so much that we talk about today that wasn't regular conversation even 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Do you, is it possible the history of those discussions have been erased and we don't know that we used to talk about these? Sure. I mean, we see today that things are, people are trying to erase parts of history. Uh, it's, it's right in front of us. So it's very possible that it wasn't being talked about, that it wasn't recorded, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm curious if we went from a period in which we could all be open into this very 
Puritan-inspired society, you know, you know, very founded on, on Puritan ethics. And that's why we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. Because <laughs> they're not talking about it. <laughs> I guess you got me there. I was going to just be quiet and wait for you to to continue talking. But yeah, you pretty much... <laughs> pretty much close that down. Yeah. It's a good point. There, there's, there's, um, you know, obviously, you know, 2000 years is a lot of time, right? And I'm just going back to, you know, the common era, but there, there's evidence of, of, uh, you know, much of, much of Western history that has been either, either erased or, or just flat out changed, you know, to, to, make Western society seem great, which, you know, makes sense because you're living here. You go, well, I don't, you know, if you're going to try to control somebody, command somebody, you don't want them to go, well, this is not a moral society. You want them to think it is. And maybe that's why it is more, more important to stand up for that. If you know that there is a better way to run things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're still not going to say anything when I be quiet. Dang it. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, there's a, at the end of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, I'm, I'm going to quote this for a piece of wisdom, I swear, because Bill ends up saying, you know, the best place to be is, or I think Ted says the best place to be is here. And Bill says the best time to be is now. And, uh, you know, they say that because, you know, they, they love seeing Demas. They love being able to go to their water slides, whatever, whatever Bill and Ted do. And I don't know what all they do. I don't know that there's a lot going through their heads on that. But your point of being able to make a, an impact where you are and when you are, I think, is a good one. I just wanted to summarize that. Thank you. You know, <laughs> yeah. All right. So. I got <laughs> I really, so I've got, I've got one more. So I did do sight, sound, and smell. Mm -hmm. I'm curious on this one. I don't know if this is going to be a a good question or if it ends up being a creepy one. What is a hug like from Michelle? All encompassing. Tight. Warm. Mm -hmm. Um... And I, re- I read something recently that said, when you hug your children, don't be the first to let go. And so that's been stuck in my head ever since, whether it's a child or someone else, not to be the first one to let go, which could really mm-hmm. suck if the person that you're hugging read the same thing. And now everyone yeah. who's listening is going to be like, oh, okay, don't let go. And now we're all going to be hugging forever. But mm-hmm. it was a nice sentiment. Could make meetings much more interesting, though, right? <laughs> yes. Well, what, what, um, so if you don't, I mean, all encompassing, I mean, I want to hear, I want to like hear not more. not a half hug. Like my stepson, he's now 24, but we used to tease him as a younger, younger kid. He just, he'd give you his hug where he, it was like a, a one arm, like you're not really into it. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. if you don't want to hug me, don't hug me, man. Like who cares? Like yeah. if you're going to hug, hug, like if you're going to do a handshake, be firm with it, you know, mean it. And I, mm-hmm. I think that that stands for everything that I do. Like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to mean it and I'm going to be present for it. So if I'm going to hug you, I'm going to freaking hug you. 
I like that. Do you use the two hands when you shake somebody's hand? No, just one. No? Just, just one, one firm. Yeah. Does, wouldn't that feel more all-encompassing? Because I use the two hands. I always have. I People have thought it was weird. So. No. So maybe no. I shouldn't have admitted that because... Because people go, what, what's with the two hands? I'm like, I'm just happy to meet you. And people like, ask that? You, See, that's right? weird. No, asking it is weird. Asking two hands is weird. Shaking when with two you... hands, not weird. Asking about it, weird. Well, the, so... But see, remember, remember, like the you know, sort of the, the the circles I ran in. So these people, you know, these were like you know, sort of alpha male type people. You go and meet like you know, some some you know, high power manager type person. You do two hands. They go, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you going to pull? Me? You know, but then pull you into the hug or something. Like, where is it going to go? They don't want no, that. No, but kind that of would thing. be like the the hand with the arm on the shoulder. That's the pull into the hug. Yeah. Yeah. Not the two hand. You can, what, what are you going to do? Like rip their arm like that? Who asks these questions? I don't the get same people, people who don't want a good hug. No, I don't get people either. But but if you were to go to one of those people, like if I were to say, look, can I just get a hug? They would be like, why? What is wrong with you? you know, no, I'm not going to give you a hug. And could you please let go? Why are you not letting go? You should have <laughs> given me the half hug, the bro... You know, you smack the person on the, on the back yeah. hard enough. Yeah. I, you know, I ended up with like bruises, <laughs> you know, from so much slapping. You know, I'm like, look, cut it out. I don't, you know, I had to get a massage afterward because it was that bad. <sighs> don't slap me like that. You know? You're not Jim by the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> right. You started it. I did. No, I did. I don't even know anybody named Jim. It's sort of a I, and I'm, funny I'm going through my Rolodex in my head of like I please I don't think I know any Jims. I don't think I know any Jims. <laughs> What's weird is very organically. So there are two characters. Like if I'm having two men talk in my head, that fell out of my mouth, and then I went, oh God, that's going to lose a lot of listeners. But if I have two men talking in my head, they're all their names are always Jim and Bob. Oh, so my, you have Jim, my brother Jim is Bob. So Bob will not be on the bearskin rug. My father was also Bob. So nope. Mm -mm. Way out. Yep. But, you know, so so if you have Jim, so there's like, hey, Bob, what do you think about such and such? Well, well, Jim, you know, that's sort of weird. Hey, hey, Jim, if I use two hands for a handshake, what would you think? Well, Bob, I think that was weird. Okay, well, Jim, don't slap me on the back so hard. All right. Like that's, you know, Jim and Bob. And interesting to and I didn't figure this out until like, honestly, a couple of years ago. My father has has passed away in 2009, I think. I think it was nine. Really should know this date, but I don't. Anyway, he went by Jim earlier in life because his middle name was James and he had the same first name as his father. So he went by Jim. Then when his when his father died, he started going by Bob. <laughs> and there I realized at some point, I'm like, is this my father talking to himself in my head? Because that's a real... That's probably a problem. You might want to talk to your therapist about that one. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's... I'll get. I'll see if I can get that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, I'm sorry. So, if you were going to be a vegetable, oh, what vegetable? And and incidentally, um, you can choose outside the cruciferous family. I know everybody says kale or broccoli, but you know, choose outside of the 
I'm kidding. This is the first time I've re- I asked that question. You're looking at me like, oh, shit, do most people say kale? I, I wouldn't say kale. Um, <laughs> Nobody are, would. Are avocados vegetables? Because tomatoes are fruits, right? So I should know this. I now I sound stupid. No. Can I just be a fruit then? I'd like to be an avocado. Yeah. yeah oh, avocados. Are, why, why an avocado? Well, I love avocados. I feel like you can... Like, they're great multi-purpose. You can make guacamole. You can just slice them. You can put them on toast. You can have them for breakfast. You could put them on your burger. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're always there. And <laughs> you can spice them up. You can leave them as is. <laughs> like... <laughs> They're, they're just so perfect. These are, so these are great values for an avocado. And yeah, me too. Like I, I'm reliable. I'm always there. I can wear oh. red or I can, you know, be water lily cotton. Um, <laughs> it's a good point. There's a whole range. Could, could you, if we squeezed you, would you, like if you gave you a really good hug, would I end up getting oily? No. No. Okay. Avocados aren't oily. Well, there's avocado oil, isn't there? Oh, there is, yeah. But see, multi-purpose uses. This is, mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. No, avocado oil is great for frying, apparently. I I had no idea. But, uh, okay. So, so reliable and always there, just not oily. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, that's a great, I think that's good. I mean, I think we should run with it. <laughs> All right, let me see. So I went through sight and sound, and I went through touch. What else have I done? Sight, sound. I got color. Smell. Yeah, I got touch. What is the last one? Here. Oh, taste. Taste. Oh. 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 Hmm. Mm. You know, maybe that was why I didn't write down a... You want me to skip past this? I'm just... If you were a if you were a vegetable, <laughs> what vegetable would you taste like? Avocados, because you can spice them up. You can have them plain. You can be whatever you feel like. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. I think that pulled it out of the mud. Thank you. Oh, jeez, these were really stupid questions. I'm gonna have to <laughs> it was come fun, though. This was fun. Well, thank you. Unlike any interview I've ever done, I will be honest. I I gotta believe that. You know, there was. Do you remember the the there was a a cartoon fake cartoon interview program, Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. No. Do you remember? Okay, I have to look it up. But he they would they would get people like Moby was one of them. I remember. Oh. I mean, they got like like big people, and Space Ghost would ask them like the most inane questions. You know, th- the, and the the pr- usually the interviewee would be like, "I don't even really want to answer that." What? 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 what it, uh. And hopefully, it wasn't quite that bad. No, to have spoken with okay. it was fun, but it was but it was close-ish. No, so. no, you got me thinking. I love it. Okay, well, that's good. So, Michelle, thank you very much. I do appreciate you talking to me. Are there are there some ways like how would people reach out to you? How would people find you if they wanted a good hug or a firm handshake <laughs> and a piece of avocado toast <laughs> and a bearskin rig and a fire? Uh, <laughs> you're still, you're, I believe you're still married, so I I'm am. not going yeah, to bring not, up the bearskin rug. We're not promoting that. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Uh, 
You can find me on Instagram at Michelle Glugovac. You can find me on the web, the MLGcollective.com. Uh, and on Twitter, Mick Glugovac. I'm on Facebook. I'm on all the places. You can listen to the podcast, sure. My Simplified Life. That's in all the places as well. Well, Michelle, I, I told you at the beginning of this, you know, you, you are you are somewhat of a heroine to me. And even if oh, you thought, thank you, you know, you don't you don't want to be you're, you're like kind of like Wonder Woman or Xena, you know. Oh, thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> what? Come on. Thank you. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. I laughed pretty hard at Michelle and her quick wits. It's kind of a shame she'll never listen to how funny she is, huh? Well, Michelle, you are vibrant and dynamic, and I am honored to call you my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Why Are You? If you'd like to hear more, please consider subscribing using the links that you're going to find in the show notes like you know what to do. And until next time, remember that burning question, Why Are You? Why Are You?